Reptile Gumbo Podcast. I'm James Lewis from Simply Serpents. And I'm April Justine from Designer Exotics. Each week, we'll discuss what is happening in herpetoculture on social media, YouTube, and even on other podcasts. We will share our opinions and thoughts on current events, as well as the opinions of you, the listener. Make sure to check out our Facebook and Instagram for interactive polls and posts where you can tell us what you were thinking. Then listen for your name each week as we share your opinions on the podcast. So sit back and relax. Here's the Reptile Gumbo Podcast. Welcome to the Reptile Gumbo Podcast, episode 18. We made it to episode 18 and technology is still somewhat working. So we'll see how this goes. Yep, we uh, have gone through many ways on on doing this, so <laughs> hopefully oh. this works again. <laughs> oh my God, it's I'm saying if anybody out there, here's the thing: I'm poor, so don't be coming at me with, "Well, you could buy this program." I get it. I could be a better podcaster and buy an actual program for recording stuff, but they tend to want money, and uh, oh yes, and I don't have any. <laughs> so, so this is what y'all get. Enjoy your free podcast with all my uh, free stuff I'm using to record it on. Uh, so what's going on this week? You got more eggs, right, April? I did. I got more eggs and I didn't think, so it's from my Sumatran short tail named Midnight. She's a super, super dark one that I have. So I'm very excited about it. But when I left for Arkansas for my training for work, I honestly was questioning if she even had eggs in her. And I can't palpate for crap. <laughs> like, I do it, but I can't feel anything. So I didn't yeah. think that there was anything in her. And then I came back and... Uh, apparently my roommate said she's been like beehive, but didn't see the eggs and she didn't really know what she was looking for either. So she's like, no, there's no eggs there. And then two days later I open up her tub and I'm like, yes, there is eggs there. So you <laughs> saw them two days ago. She's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. So uh, yeah, she had 15 of them. 15. Yeah. And I didn't think she had any. So I was just blown away. <laughs> so hopefully we get some really dark Sumatran babies. I'm very excited for those. And, and technically it's a slight uh, maternal incubation clutch because <laughs> yeah, for a whole two days. Two days, <laughs> two yeah. days of maternal incubation. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, and I mean, she was a good mom. She was super, you know, curled all of them up and you know, apparently they were humid enough because they didn't fully, you know how they get stuck together. And if they're too yeah. dry, um, you're just not getting them off, but I was able to pull them apart. So I think everything was good there. So yeah. I saw your picture. They were all individual. So you know, yeah, that's pretty good. So yeah. your incubator has to be slam packed now. Um, I, I can't, I can show you, a, I can put a picture on the, uh, um, the Facebook page, but it's not too bad I, because of, I got new, um, tubs that I, I put the eggs in. Yeah. And so the, they're really, um, they're really compact. They're not very tall. So I can actually probably stack another two to three clutches in there. Now I don't have any more females that are possibly gravid at this point, but, um, I, I, I still have some room, so I might not have to get that new incubator. After I, all, I go ahead and get it. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> I, I've got one female, so I have a female that I, I didn't think took at all, and I was just digging through her cage the other day, her tub the other day, and I found these looks like little chunks of amber, and I realized what they were—they were infertile ovums, and they had dried. Oh, um, and I, I, so it looks like I found about three. So I was like, "Yeah, let me try and palpate her," but I suck at palpating as well, and so I can't tell what's guts and what could be an ovum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's not swollen. So, I mean, like my pregnant ones look pregnant. I mean, they are big. So I got to keep an eye on her and see what happens. But apparently she passed some infertile ovums at some point. 
Interesting. Um, <laughs> you didn't even know what you were looking at, huh? <laughs> yeah, I, like I looked at it and I was like, wait a minute. That looks familiar, but normally it's wet, and this one was not wet, so it's been there for a little while. But uh, and then I fed my babies for the first time, and I had nineteen out of twenty-five eat right away, which is amazing. It was awesome. And tomorrow I'm gonna go ahead and feed everybody again. Tomorrow I'm gonna try and I'm trying to, and I know I'm like I always tell folks on power feed. I'm not power feeding. I promise. I'm feeding every five days, but I'm trying to get like four meals into them because I've got a show coming up, and I need to try and push some of these babies. Cause I got more babies coming. It's um, like, that's like the first show that's actually going to happen Yeah, through it, this whole COVID thing, huh? It, it's a big one. It's the Herps Conroe show. It's a big show. Yeah. And I think we're cleared for like 1500 people inside the show at one given time. Uh, so we should be good. They actually had to cancel. We normally do a, uh, um, my brain just went blank. An auction. We normally do a silent auction for charity, but they canceled it this year just because that whole section where that happens gets really crowded with people. Mm. Um, and so they just kind of cut that back this year, which is kind of a shame. But at least we're having a show. I'm excited. I need these babies to hurry up and eat because I'm planning on buying a new rack. Our, our buddy, uh, Robert Powers, who comments on a lot of our posts and everything out of Texas, has just started a rack company. I talked about it on the last episode. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to pick up a rack in Conroe from him. So... I need to sell some of these babies to buy that new rack. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm thinking the same thing. I'm like, man, I need a new adult rack. I need an incubator. I'm like, all right. I hope these eggs look <laughs> when they hatch. I hope they do well. I hope when they hatch, they look good. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, oh, I, and I hate to think like that. Yeah, you got to. Like, I, I, th- yeah, this year with the, I guess, quote unquote expansion I'm doing, which really my animals are growing up and they need a home. <laughs> they need their adult <laughs> home. They are, really... they are physically expanding and they need new homes. <laughs> yeah, they're like borderline getting squished in the 41 court and they, they need to move up. So um, yeah. I, I just, I need the, the extra income. And I mean, if I don't get it, it's not a big deal, you know, to be out of pocket, but that would be nice for them to help pay for that. It's funny how like we measure things and like, yeah, that new rack would be four babies or that new incubator called seven (laughs) babies. So, but yep. I even did like a low ball estimate. I was like, okay, if I have this many eggs and let's say I sell them for this much, I'm like, okay, that'll cover it. I did. I did that too. I did a, I did a wholesale value on my things. I was like, I sell 14 of them at wholesale. I can go ahead and get a whole new rack. Right. So silly, but. That's life. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and uh, we'll introduce our guest this week. It is Jacob Bratz of JLB Morelia. He has his microphone muted again. This is going to happen a lot. Oh, there he is. Okay. No. Okay. See, I thought you muted me that time. <laughs> so I was confused. And I left it muted because I didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> I'm not here to silence you. Well, thank you. It is also weird to call you Jacob, so that's the last time I'm going to say it. Is, it. it is weird. Don't do that anymore. Um, I appreciate it. I'm going back to Jake now. I said yeah, at the beginning. Move along. We're good. No. <laughs> but everyone knows you from uh, the Herpt Culture Podcast, uh, following Justin around. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Passing out at Carpet Fest. Uh, yeah. yeah. Debatable. <laughs> so... Uh, anything new going on with you, your collection, babies or anything? Uh, we talked about ours. Uh, we, I got babies. Oh, I have to remember the exact hash date about a month ago ish. Uh, and I had 
10 carbon pythons hatch out of nine eggs. I got a pair of twins. That's um, awesome. Yeah. So that was really exciting. Um, they've been really fun. They've been really good. All 10 of them ate the first round, uh, frozen thawed fuzzies. So off to, off to a good start. And, uh, they've taken another meal since then as well. So. It feels great when they all eat the first time, doesn't it? Oh yeah, man. Yeah. Especially frozen thawed right off the rim. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's great. I had the, the 25 babies and I was like, all right, I'm going to fall out like seven pinkies at a time. So I thought out seven pinkies and my first seven all took them. I was like, Oh shit. There you go. And so I was like, all right, seven at a time. And I got yeah. through, but only five didn't eat. And it was, it's an awesome feeling. I think it's crazy. You guys For have sure. babies and I'm just like getting eggs. <laughs> my season is so different from so many other people. And it's so weird to me. Yeah. I started pairing. I think I, I think I started around no November. I think around Thanksgiving, actually late November, I started putting some animals together and um, I didn't have any success at first. And then I just decided to throw, you know, this male to a female, which, you know, the pairing was a little later than when I started, but you know, it was planned, you know, and then I threw them together and I had eggs not long after that male, uh, he sired last year's clutch as well. And yeah, you know, he's, he's great. He's done two years in a row. No problem. So yeah, I and start both, in November also. Were... Oh, okay. There you go. It's just so weird. Yeah. How long do your, does your wait? How long does it take for bloods and all to lay? Is it longer than say carpets? No, no. Once there's uh. ovulation, it's really just, they have their shed, the post-ovulation shed, and then 30 days, you know, like other pythons, really. But apparently getting to that point for me, I mean, I've had, I've seen some people, they have eggs, like all different breeders from all around the United States. You know, they have sometimes in winter, I've seen people hatch out stuff. You know, you have some people early spring, like all throughout the year. So I don't know. And my, my snakes, like almost exact like to a T actually every single year, like lay basically the same time every I think, single year. I, I basically think a lot babies of, the same time every year. A lot of that has something come from how long we've had certain things in the hobby. Cause I mean, we always like, you hear everybody joke about ball pythons. You can breed them at any point in the year in a shoe box. So like, I think some of these things that we've had in the hobby for so long, yeah, you'll see some breed in the winter and some breed in the fall. Whereas we're in the, like the wild, they may only breed in the winter. Uh, but see, it's weird for me because y'all are talking about laying eggs and having to incubate, and I just I wait for babies to pop up. I know that's weird to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the weird part, buddy. You're the weird one here. Exactly. <laughs> I my bred back in like December or early January and are finally having babies now. It's so long, man. God, Sambo has taken Jesus. like five months to have babies. It's ridiculous. Oh God, that's that's terrible. And I thought I thought the sixty days waiting for eggs to hatch was bad, man. Oh no. Right. Five, no. Five months and then like somewhere around month four, they start to look like they're gonna give birth, but they don't, so they stay pregnant. They stay huge for the next month, month and a half. It's a pain in the ass. Yeah. And then like rainbows are the same I did, I've bred rainbow bows in the past. They're like five to six months. Uh, whereas common boas, your, your red tails are like or four months. It's much easier. But still a long time. It's still a long time. It'll drive you nuts. Still a long time. Yeah. I, I check my snakes probably 17 times, 18. Well, okay, that's not a lot. Since we've been home all, all day, I'm probably checking them like 30 times a day. Oh, yeah. 
I can't help it. Oh yeah. At least when I'm working, I'm at work all day and I'm not. Well, I take that back. I do click on my uh, camera, my <laughs> Wi-Fi cam, just to kind of see if oh, I. Can you're tell. one of you're one of those guys. With I know, on. right? I am. Yeah. I'll, I'll click. I'll click it on to see if I can see any humidity on the outside of the tub. And I'm like, oh, there's. <laughs> so. I'm like, so I'm tell, so tell me in that in that situation when you see a little humidity on the outside of the tub, do you run home from work? I have. Like, oh, you have. Okay. <laughs> I I have either had my prince because I'm a teacher. I told my prince, well, hey, planning period, I got to run home real quick. Or I'll have like my father-in-law lives down the road. I'll be like, hey, can you just go in there, open the tub, tell me if you see babies. Um, <laughs> I, I have done that because I, I I just I've got to know. But yeah, I'm impatient. I'm so hands off. I hear you. I'm just like, eh, okay. That's fine. Well, I get, I'm even like me going to training and stuff for work. I'm like, well, if they hatch while I'm there, that's fine. The incubator's warm. It's okay. Yeah. I'm not going to eat anyway. I'm <laughs> like, it's fine. Exactly. <laughs> like my, my Sambo's have gotten so used to me sliding tubs open. They don't even move anymore. They don't lift their head. Nothing. <laughs> They're just like, yeah, whatever. There's like, that's you, you just tell when they, when I open it, like, there's no fucking babies. Close the tub. Yeah. That's funny. Oh man. All right. So I, uh, I, I did drop the ball this week on our on getting information and stuff together, but a couple of things that happened on our Facebook page I want to go over this week. What is that? Is that the, that's that your doll, your roommate's dogs? Nope, that's not me. Uh, that's Jake. Then Jake, do you have kids like trapped or in a TV cage? on or something? Do what? It sounds like you, you have, have somebody trapped in, in a background? trapped in a cage and they're screaming for help. Oh, can you hear stuff in the background? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on one second. It might be the TV. Might be the TV. I'm gonna mute you on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> right. you, you would think we get someone on here who has their own podcast and they'd have their shit together. <laughs> I know it. That's so funny. Oh man. What worries me is like, okay, is this any better? Yes. Can you hear anything in the background? Okay, I apologize. He was just yes. saying, he's like, you would think someone that has their own podcast would know. <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, it's so funny. Yeah, actually, no, it did cross my mind. I was like, eh, I don't think they'll be able to hear it. Because, like, <laughs> I, had to, I had to do THB over the phone for several weeks. And, um, I mean, there was always TV in the background, and, and nobody ever commented on it. Mostly because Justin already has probably the most background noise ever at his house with the jets <laughs> flying over all the time um so but yeah okay so back to our facebook page that i uh, kind of ignored this week and i apologize to all the listeners but i did get one question up this week uh, which was what is the most helpful tip you could give someone moving with their animals and this was kind of a self-serving question because i will be hopefully moving towards the end of next week into my new house i didn't Ooh. even make that connection until you just said that yeah Wow, I feel really dumb. <laughs> I, I won't say anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Both of you got real quiet. <laughs> with with that said, I have I I have moved with my I've moved from Alabama to Louisiana before um, with my animals. It was fewer animals than I have now, um, but I'll go over that in a second. But let me just kind of look at some of the stuff that uh, people said on here. Um, some of them were ridiculous, like Matt House said, "Don't let the geckos drive." Don't worry, I don't own geckos. We're good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. My, my dad, of course, had to chime in and said, get your dad to come help you, which is exactly what I'm doing. He's, he's actually in the process of driving down from Virginia to here to help me move. Nice. Because, because that's what dads do. <laughs> my father loves me. Uh, April said, don't put them on the floor of your car. You can easily roast them or freeze them depending on what season you're in. Did you do that, April? 
No, Brandon Wheeler did that. Oh. That is where I, I learned that from. He put them on the floor of his car. I think it was a truck. Uh, and he put them on the floor, like in the passenger seat. And oh, in the in, yeah. country. I'm pretty sure it was Brandon. Sorry, Brandon, if it wasn't you, but I think it was. <laughs> oh, that's almost like uh, the people that come into PetSmart and buy a snake and then put it on the dashboard of their car and wonder why it died. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Got fried. Yeah. Uh, Lance Kirkman said, secure the animals first and foremost once you arrive and then uh, make their setups a priority. I do plan on moving everything else in the house and then this will be last and I'll move my snake room myself. It's, it's kind of the one room in our house right now that isn't packed up because I'm like, I don't really know what I'm going to pack up or how I'm going to do it yet. But I'm Yeah, dude. It, it's so hard because you basically have to do everything like the day you want to move it. Yeah. Like this it's isn't, this awful. isn't a two day process. You know, I've had to move my animals more times than I like to admit. And it is the biggest pain. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Cause once you take them out of their cages or tubs or anything, you've got to get them back in there soon. And I'll then a lot honest. of times too. Oh, go ahead. When, uh, when I move, I'm changing out all the bedding and everything also. So it's like, not only am I moving them, but I'm also like cl- doing a deep cleaning but then yeah. I have to reset it up like basically that same day because, yeah. well, once um, when I moved into actually when I moved from California to Tennessee, one night I decided I am exhausted and I'm just going to put my snakes. They're going to be in the pillowcases in the room that they're going to be in, but they're just going to be there. Well, one of them got loose and decided to go like where the air conditioner closet is. And she wasn't a nice one either. So that was not fun when I found her. But uh, yeah. Yeah, that's, my story. <laughs> that's your story. You're sticking yeah, to it. That's my story. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and yeah. the problem is like in, in the process of moving, you're also wanting to set up your reptile room. So you're trying to set it up and get animals put into it versus like normally if you rearrange your reptile room, you're just rearranging animals with inside their own cages. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, I'm not going to lie. Like the what I've learned to do, as long as you can get away with not putting your cages or racks like on their sides. I've usually just secured all my con- enclosures and left them in there. I uh, like that. That's been my way to do it. And I just empty all the water dishes. I get them there. I clean out everything and, you know, let them chill. That's, that's half of my plan. I've got, uh, four short racks that I stack that will, uh, I think they can fit into the back of my dad's truck in the back seat without me having to dig anything out. Cause that's got all my Sambo's in it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I've got 25 baby Sambo's in a rack. I don't want to have to put them all in small little containers, move the rack and put them at That's a pain in the ass. No, man, screw that. Um, <laughs> you know, my four foot cages, I will probably take the snakes out, put them in a pillowcase. Cause it's just four. I've got four of them. No, it's just only four snakes. I got to do. Um, but yeah, the little racks I was like, I'm going to try to fit them in the back of a car seat and, and just move them that way. I've got little yeah. latches. I, I posted on our Facebook page earlier this week, the little latches I used to, to close my tubs. So I've got those to help keep my tubs closed. So, do those screw yeah. into the um, the plastic of the racks really easy? Yeah, right into the PVC shelf. Okay. When PVC soft. You could do it with a hand with like an actual screwdriver if you don't have a drill. I mean, it's pretty easy. Um, it would your hand will hurt after a while of just screwing <laughs> stuff in, but it is super easy. Okay. Because I, I like that. Them. I love them. They uh, I just I, I I never have to worry about something getting out. Um. Because people, if, if anybody listening that has not ever used a rack before, you're like, oh, I'm going to get racks. Understand, your animals can get leverage on the top of the, of the shelf above them and push the tub open. 
Like they have that ability. It's crazy. Or what does happen sometimes is uh, one of them gets out, however, and then crawls onto another shelf and then pushes the rest of them out. Oh yeah. I've, I've had that happen. That's a, uh, yeah. So, so any way to latch your tub shut is very, very helpful. Uh, looking at some of the other ones, Darren Watson said, pack them in bags inside of containers, secure your containers to prevent them from moving around. Uh, when I moved from Alabama, I, I actually had a huge white cooler, one of those giant, like you put on a boat or whatever. Um, and I put everything in pillowcases, threw them all in the cooler together. And that was all my snakes. And then I brought all my cages separate. Um, that was a, that was a fucking nightmare. Cause that was like a three day move. And so oh, Jesus, yeah, you got them like shitting in pillowcases and have to take it out. It's that was not fun. Think about like short tails doing that. Like, you know how bad oh. my short tails. <laughs> yeah. And I moved from California to Tennessee and drove that whole way with them in the front seat of the U-Haul. Oh God. It was awful. Oh no, I know. Cause I had uh Tenley last year, Matt Manitola had a big female in a pillowcase in the hotel room. And as soon as I opened the door to his hotel room, it just hits you in the face. <laughs> so nasty. Oh God. Love them to death, but man, are they smelly when they go. That was gross. And then uh, Ashley Hall, it said, depends on the distance, uh, size and distance. Some you can keep in the enclosures, which I plan on doing. And then others have to be moved, which I plan on doing with some other ones. So we kind of all on the same page. It's, it all depends on your situation where you're moving. This is luckily I'm moving 10 minutes away. So it's not a That's huge, nice. yeah, it's not a huge move. And then do you have where um, you're able to do it over, like you don't have to be out on a certain day, like you have a little bit of overlap? Oh, yeah. yeah, we're going to pay rent for this whole month, and we don't have to pay our mortgage until like August. So this whole month we have this house and that house. Cool. Yeah. Nice. That makes it really nice. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not going to be it's bad. Now, I do have to do a reptile show somewhere in there, and I've got one weekend where I won't be here. And I kind of need to have everything already over at the new house set up so I can get myself ready to go to a reptile show. Um, but I don't think I'll be doing it. I'm just excited about getting to my new room. My new room's twice this size. I cannot wait. Nice, man. It's going to be great. It's going to it's gonna have a futon, a TV, a refrigerator, my stand-up freezer, all my snakes. Oh, I'm never going to leave my room other than go yeah. to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just get me a bucket in the corner. I'm never have to leave. Oh, oh God. I'm bad. No. No. Well, I was going to come visit, but now I'm not sure. <laughs> no, I'll, yeah. I'll take the bucket out when you come. It's fine. Okay. Uh, so that was our. We only had one question this week. Sorry. We, but we'll get back to it next week. And then uh, from the listeners, I, I, I posted this one last night. So there were a handful that saw it and, like, hey, let me give you some stuff to talk about. And I appreciate that because I realized last night I had not posted our normal like, hey, what do you want us to talk about? Better late than never, right? It's, it's, that's true. It got done. <laughs> uh, but there were some good ones. Uh, Ryan Goslow said the Natural History Museum in London will be having a live talk on crocodiles next week conducted by the paleontologists there. By, Which um, is super cool. Yeah. So he, there's a link. So if you go to our, our Facebook page, find the post for this past week where everybody gives us their ideas. And there's an awesome link there. Uh, you should definitely go to it. It'd be really cool. You're going to answer a lot of like prehistoric crocodile stuff, a lot of crocodile questions. Uh, it looks really good and it's free. That's one thing I do hope continues after all of this Corona shit. We have found that there are so many things that can be done online for free, informative, fun things. I hope that continues. I hope they don't shut that stuff down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've really enjoyed a lot of the talks and a lot of the stuff you see on YouTube. Like now the people that normally aren't putting things on YouTube, but they're putting stuff out for coronavirus. I hope that continues. There's been some really non-reptile related like some bands that have put out some really cool like coronavirus 
uh, single cam shot stuff on YouTube, you know, like they're all in four different buildings and they recorded on one thing. That's uh, cool. And so that's kind of, that's been cool stuff to see. They did a whole TV show like that too. Like uh, I watched the voice because I am that girl that watches that show. You're a white girl. <laughs> <guy. laughs> and they ended up doing like all their performances were like, they sent them a bunch of equipment and had them set it up in their house. And they, and they did that with all the judges watching them. Is is interesting. Um, I didn't really actually appreciate it, but it was interesting that they pulled it off that way. <laughs> I didn't like it, but I appreciated it. <laughs> I appreciated Face the effort. <laughs> Good effort, guys. You know, that's when you lose the game. And your dad's like, "Good job, buddy. You tried." Exactly. Yeah. It's like you made it work, but I don't exactly. like it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Enough of that silly talk. <laughs> and then we had uh, our weekly installment from Graham Badison. Uh, and actually, let's do a little bit of this. It's Dennis McGee of Hot Springs National Park Reptile Gardens, the one that they're going to be opening up uh, mm-hmm. soon-ish, hopefully, uh, reading an excerpt from his favorite book, which was, I don't want to mess this up, it's the Carl Caulfield Snakes and Snake Hunting book from the 50s. And so he read a cool thing. And he also told a little story about how uh, he first met Carl. He drove down and met Carl and went snake hunting and all. Is that whole thing that Graham's doing, having these people read these uh, excerpts from books is a really cool thing, which is another thing that I think is something I hope he continues and, and keeps going. Yeah, I really appreciate it. He's super, super into books. And so I – I guess appreciate is like my word of the day. <laughs> I really, I really do like that. He's doing that. And there's so many different reptile books out there. And some people like maybe James isn't really a book fan, <laughs> but if you, you know, if they read a chapter of it and it interests you, then you're like, Oh, I, I want to get that book. And then, you know, go and get it. If you can James, find it, how, some reptile books are hard to find. James, how are you not a book fan while you're a teacher? Uh, look, I, I studied life science and it was ecology and field biology. I went out, I found stuff. I looked at stuff. Reading is really boring and I, and I'm not, gonna, I, just, I can't get into it. I can't lie. Oh, I have a, I have a short attention span. I, no, I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of there with you. I don't, I don't read. Much. I can watch the shit out of some YouTube. <laughs> yeah. But I just, I don't know. I own a I, lot of books. I, I always use the excuse I'm a visual learner, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I am. I, I'm. I'm more of a. If you let me, if you let me watch somebody do something, I can figure it out. Reading it drives me nuts. Yeah. Same. Like I, uh, I played trombone in high school and college, and I still suck at reading music. So a lot of times I would just let someone who already had the same music play it, and then like, all right, we're good, and then I can figure yeah. it out from there. Got it. But. I appreciate yeah. books. Like I said, I've got a lot. Of I appreciate books. books. They're great. They look really nice on my shelf. They got pretty pictures. Yeah. Oh, uh, 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 don't tell me you have a bookshelf with a bunch of books that you don't ever read. I, I okay. I won't tell you. I mean, I do. God, <laughs> God, James. I won't tell you about it. You're one of those people. I, I'm look. Here's the problem. I'm a collector. I collect snakes. Oh. I collect books. I'm you collect collector. books that you, you'll never read. But they're there if I ever want to. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know what? You know what, Jake? Jake, I didn't bring you on here to judge me. Okay. You know what? That's like that's like me saying I have two green tree pythons and I have them there in case I want to breed them. You know what I mean? It's a waste of time, James. Okay. I agree. I agree. Owning green, <laughs> owning green tree pythons is a waste of time. 
Oh, I hope. You may as well buy a bunch of books. <laughs> yes. Green tree pythons equal a pile of books. So the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so other things that were posted on the site, just on the Facebook page, uh, Matt Howe posted a cool video on Titanoboa. The video is called, it's on YouTube. It's called How a Hot Planet Created the World's Biggest Snake. That's, that's, James knows it's on YouTube because he's seen it. It says right here on YouTube. Oh, okay. But Titanoboa, yeah. that is a cool thing. Could you imagine a boa that big? I think it was like 60 feet or something like that. Sheesh. It's insane. It was eating like giant turtles. You see like the prehistoric turtles and stuff that it could have eaten uh, that were the size of cars. Just imagine a snake the size. I mean, I, I get it. People in like the early 1900s still think they saw retics that were 40 feet long because those people are crazy. Yeah. But I mean, to see like that whole, when they show you like the, what it looked like, what Titanoboa would look like in real life. It's just a massive snake. And to yeah. think about how big the food had to be to be able to keep that snake alive. So that's a cool video. And then Ross Deacon said the latest episode of Word on the Snake Vine, which is on my list of podcasts to listen to, but uh, God, there's so many reptile podcasts now. I can't get through all of them. I, know. I wish I could. But, it's um, overwhelming. It is. It's a good, it's a good problem. I'm not bad mouthing it because obviously yeah. I have a reptile podcast and everyone should listen to mine. <laughs> it's, it's better than reading a book no. oh <laughs> so he said uh ladies episode of word on the snake vine with i'm gonna screw up this thing gallery sankar the king of king cobras that's cool but i'm gonna listen to that. that's cool i always like um ron whitaker when i think of king cobras do you ever watch the old ron whitaker stuff on national geographic nope you don't yeah, know sure that I have. Ron Whitaker. So he's, a, he's an American who's lived in India for, <laughs> I don't know, 30, 40 years. Uh, he's written lots of books. He's, he's, but he does a lot of work with gharials. And also, if you ever watch any of like the old National Geographic stuff, it's him like removing king cobras from these uh, like plantations and stuff, these fields and all. But he's a really cool guy. I saw him once at Daytona in like oh, <laughs> 2005, 2006. That was the closest I ever got to him. But you should look up Ron Whitaker. A lot of goes up. Like I said, he's done a lot of work with gharials and helping bring back the gharial population in India. But he's an American that's lived in India for forever now. But he does cobras. So, so that is it. That is it from our Facebook page. It was a very light week on our Facebook page. Uh, but it was not a very light week on Facebook because there was one thing that I'm, that I'm going to bring up that was all over Facebook this week <laughs> that everyone saw. <laughs> oh, yeah, I actually didn't watch it. I, I didn't want to add views to that video, so I didn't watch it. But I've heard all oh about God. it. So if if you lived under if you lived under a stone this past week and didn't log online once, then you may not have seen this. Or if you're April, yeah. uh, <laughs> there was a video of a woman opening a reticulated python cage, and uh, the retic. For anybody who's ever seen our nose, how snakes act. When you watch it, you're like, yeah, that doesn't look right. The retic comes out and obviously looks like it's wanting to eat. And it grabs a hold of the woman and it wanted to eat. And it wraps her arm. She pulls out, it ends up wrapping part of her leg and her arm. And she is bleeding all over the damn place. It got her good. She was like oozing blood, man. Yeah, it, like was, it, was shoot, it was shooting out. <laughs> it was like a stuck pig. I mean, I'm thinking, yeah. oh, you may need to go to a hospital. Um, I don't know how it all ended. And I don't know. You still hear so many stories all week about what happened, who did it, who it happened to. Uh, because obviously I don't know who it happened. It was just a woman with a retic and a glass gate, glass tank. Uh, I've heard that there was food in the room. So I heard that too. 
I'm, that's already a bad idea. Yeah, if you actually if you watch the video, there's a rat rack not in the right in the back. Oh, uh, so it's like room, live I food. In the, yeah, I believe always, at least I think it was a rat rack. It looked like it. Yeah, that, that's okay. That's a stupid idea for a snake like a retic, which is very food yeah. aggressive. And like it was, it, it was one of those things where like it was so obvious that that retic was looking for something when she opened it. It was like it was almost so much so that like you don't have, even have to be an animal person to know that thing is going to mess you up. Yeah, like I mean, it was clearly coming for the top when she reached right there, man. Oh it's one of those God. things like when you slide open a cage or a tub and the snake automatically sticks its head up straight away and comes towards you. You're like, yeah, I'm not reaching for you. This is, yeah. this is not the moment I should reach for you. I need a hook. Yep. There was no hook in sight for her. She was just like, no, I'll reach there. And yeah. even like with my retake and my berm, just because of how big they are and I know they can mess me up, like no matter what, I am going to hook first. I'm never, ever, ever going to just stick my hand in there. Yes. Because even when I slide the glass open and they see the glass, the edge of the glass move, they perk up like, ooh, what's coming out? You know, like, I'm, I'm ready. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Not time. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I tap almost everything with a hook. Yeah. I'll even do it with a lot with my sambo. I got a small hook just to kind of lift the back end of like my samboas because sometimes if you spook Sambo's them, samboas are crazy. Yeah, if you spook them, they can turn around <laughs> quick. Uh, yeah, man, it's I I I do the same thing for everything. I actually had one the other day. I was like, opened her tub, and I was like, ah, this animal's never bit me. She's one of my calmest carpets. I reached right for her, she nailed me on the floor. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, well, there's that. Okay. Yeah, little bitch. Okay. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm. I'm a. I'm a fan of hooks. Again, yeah. For, for someone listening who's not short, we're not saying just pick up your, I don't know, twenty pound boa with a hook in the middle of the body. That's not what we're saying. No, absolutely not. Uh, we use hooks to coerce them to where we need them, so that we can then use our hands. Yep. Um, yeah. I also use it as like a hey, there's no food here because yeah. that's the one thing I. It, it's you know it's a repetitive thing you know if yep. i open it you know anytime you open the tub they, they're looking for food but if they if they they'll start to learn that that hook means there's no food present you know type of type of thing and yeah exactly. it's, it's proven to call my carpets down whenever i if they're looking for food rub them with the hook and they'll be like okay yep i just rub the hook on top of their head and they're like mm -hmm. oh all right that's i know what that means yeah so yeah, otherwise if i'm feeding them i put the food just straight in so they know yep. if it's either food or hook no food, and they snap out of it. Yes. I, and if, if you're feeding, I, I do wiggle sometimes to get the strike to get things to take it. But don't be one of those that, like, wants to feed and make a whole show out of it. Try and get them to come out of their cage for it and chase it around. Yeah. Just get them, get them their food and, put, and close everything back up. So that way, again, you're training them the whole process. If they learn that feeding happens real quick and that there's no other – it's not the same as them coming out of their cage. You see so many of these YouTube videos where like they go to feed and they coerce them out of the cage to grab the food. I accidentally did that the other like mm, a couple feedings ago with my berm and she's up like eye level and she's, she's a pretty big girl now, but she came flying out for the rabbit and ended up on the floor. See, that's, like, that's, mm, but that's different. This is fun. <laughs> that's different. There is a, uh, a, a very large person on YouTube who, YouTube, who owns a reptile zoo. I won't say any names, but I've seen a lot of clips of that person feeding retics and stuff, hanging halfway out of the cage. They'll have yeah. a, crowd, a crowd around the cage. They're hanging four or five feet out of the cage, 
and then he gets them to take the rat or the rabbit or whatever it is. What worries me about that is if you're you're going to put them back, like I was worried about putting my berm back and that she'd still be in like food mode when I'm, you know, grabbing them and and putting her back. Like, What if they let go of the, whatever they were, you know, had in their mouth and then go for you instead? Like some do, you'll you'll see some let go pretty quick. Like I've had some where they strike, they attack, they wrap. And then just the closing of the the glass, they let go and look. Yep. Oh yeah. So it's again, it's definitely as safe as we like to, and they are as safe as all these species are to own. They are safe as long as you know what you're doing. And in that video we watched this week, that woman did not know what she was doing. She did did, not. Did did y'all see Tom Crutchfield's comment on it? No. No. That was uh, no. He pretty much hit it on the head. He he. You know, it was a pretty long comment, but at the end of it, he said, you're lucky you had another person there. If you were by yourself, you would have been dead. And I agree with that 100%. That was not a oh, yeah. small snake. And if she didn't have another person there, I think that it easily got around. Well, what kills me is the person kept the other person, the third one, kept recording. I'm like, oh, yeah, put the camera down and get the snake off that curl. Well, he asked whenever she first got nailed, he's like, oh, put the camera down. And she's like, no, keep recording, you know. And so he kept, he did what he was told, you know. See, that's the fucking problem. Okay, so here's here's my soapbox moment. And then we'll kind of leave it for our next video. Uh, stop recording yourselves getting bitten, putting them on the fucking internet. Yes. Because right now we are fighting so much legislation, which we can talk about later, but we're fighting so much legislation. And videos like this woman, because it wasn't just snake groups that shared this video of the woman getting bit. I had completely non-reptile related people on my Facebook that I went to college with sharing the video. So it's out there for everyone. And they're just going to use that against us. Yeah. Even though that is not the norm and that is not what normally happens, they're going to use that against us and pretend like you see this, how dangerous this is. And it didn't help that there was blood everywhere. I mean, that, that hurts us also. Yeah. She bled like crazy. So just stop. It, it, if you're not interesting enough for people to want to watch a YouTube video of you and your animal without getting bit, you're not interesting. Stay off the internet. I, I just, oh, my thing off. is like, you have a choice to hit upload and you should know better, you know, especially, uh, the next video we may or may not talk about. Oh no, you? we're going to talk about it. Okay. Go ahead and go ahead and I'll, I'll get on my soapbox after that. <laughs> so in the same week as this, and let me start the same off. week. Gosh, it's just, oh, and, I, and I'll start this off with, I, I do enjoy this person's YouTube. I think they're a great person. Me too. Everyone I've heard to heard about him. He's a great, I, th- I think this was just a lapse in judgment. And it's my opinion, but Brian Cusco posted a video earlier this week of his daughter getting bit. His was she three, I think three year old daughter. She's she, little. Yeah. She's small. Uh, there was a retake. They're sitting there and they're filming uh, of the video and you can kind of see the retakes and he didn't notice it. But if you're watching, you can see the retakes head kind of freeze and start to tongue flick the girl's shirt. And then it bites her right there uh, on the chest and uh, come to find out she had been playing with chickens earlier. And so she smelled like chicken and the snake that normally never bites like Jake's snake that never bites. It bit and, and, it, and it got her and you hear a little girl scream. And I mean, it is, it is viscerally, it, it, it's bad. It's it's watching it. It is it's it's hard to watch, especially as a father. Because all I'm thinking, oh my god, if my daughter at that age had gotten, it's hard. Um, and, and then they stop the video. They come back with his daughter. She's changed, and she goes back to holding 
a ball python and she's very happy. She's not afraid of the snakes. So that, that was really cool. And I get that. It's a great moment. She's not afraid of them. She understands it, but I, it's a bad optic for the hobby. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think April, that's where you were going with, with your issue on the video. Yeah. It's like you, you have a choice, you know, all of, and especially him and like Brian, if you're listening, you are a good friend of mine. I appreciate you because <laughs> that's the word of the podcast. <laughs> but I mean, there you have a choice to to upload it. And I know he said it was because he wanted to be transparent. And, and I do get that. But I'm thinking, really? Like you want you put that video up like I just I feel like he should have known better, honestly, but. You know, and then and then he had a, a backlash video. It's like, yeah, did you did you not think you were gonna get backlash? Like, hello. Yeah, it's like I, I I get all the positives people had from it. It's great to see this little girl. She's so strong. She she got right back on the horse, basically, and that's wonderful. But the problem and honestly, is, honestly, knowing Brian, that's probably what his point was anyway. I'm sure. You know, I putting mean, that together is like, hey, she's still she's not afraid still, even though this happened, and I. I'm sure, you know, that's from everything, everything I've heard of him, he's a very warm hearted person and there's nothing, I don't think there's any He doesn't have ill intentions. He really doesn't. There's no agenda behind posting that video. It's just people are going to take the two seconds of that girl getting hit with the snake and screaming. And that's the clip that if they ever want to use against us in the hobby. And here's the other problem is Brian is seen as now it depends, you know, on who you ask, but he's seen as an expert because like we've talked before, if you're on YouTube, and you have a lot of followers, the general public tends to see you as an expert in that field. And so he's going to be seen as someone that the hobby looks up to. And, and then this happens and it's, it's just, it doesn't look good. And I get that there's people out there also who will comment and go, it doesn't matter what anybody fucking thinks. Well, it does. It does. And if you live in a world where you think it doesn't matter what people think all the time, then you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> I'm not saying don't be your, you sure be yourself. It doesn't matter what people think of you as long as you don't harm it. That's fine. But in this situation, a video where a little child gets bit by a snake and screams, it, it, it's going to hurt us at some point because I don't care how paranoid you think I am. There are groups out there that know it happens. They know the video exists and they will use it at some point against us because it's what they've done for years now. Yeah. And you can edit stuff to make things look worse or better, you know, I people mean, are, people are very good with editing, you know, reality TV, that's mostly edited yeah. <laughs> to, to make things look more dramatic than it is. So, you know, they can just take that and make it worse. I, I, I will, I will chime in and, and say that I do see a, a flip side to it. It's like, yes, it may have, may not have been the, the place for, you know, content like that. But at the same time, like everybody's biggest fear from snakes is the bite. Everybody's big. That, that's, the, that's the whole thing with snakes and why people are afraid is they're afraid to get bit by them. Um, and I could also see that being like, look, a three-year-old girl got nailed on the chest by a retic and she's fine. Yeah. Yes, she has some teeth marks on her chest. Yes, it, she screamed because it scared her, but she is fine. Yeah. And she's three years old. You know what I mean? So it's like our, yes, it happened. Yes, it sucks. But you could also 
use it as an argument. I was like, are these animals really that dangerous? Well, see, here's the, here's the problem. I'm, I'm not denying everything you said is 100% true. And there are positives from that. From what seems like such a bad video, there are definitely positives. The problem I have, though, is that the one negative outweighs the positives. Just think about, I mean, yeah. in, the, in the world we live in, negatives will always be far more visual than positives. People don't tend to see when shit's going right. Things just happen. Yeah, I agree. And all they're going to take out of that is a little girl screaming because she got bit by a snake. Yes, yeah. I do. I, I definitely see that side do it. I mean, the or three of us. That. The three of us can look at it and, and we can rationalize it. But the problem is the general public's not rational. Well, it's even like like live right. feeding videos. You know, like it's interesting. It's like natural history kind yeah. of ecology. Yeah. You know, it, it that's what happens. And I think they're, it's interesting to watch a snake eat. You know, whether it's live or not, it's interesting. But I also know the flip side of that. Instead of using it as education for how an animal eats, people use it you know, as animal cruelty and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So. Right. And that is something I'm personally totally against, you know, whether it's live or even frozen thawed, like I don't put anything feeding on my feet anymore. It sucks. You know, I will not do it because I feel like it hurts us ultimately because everybody on our, yes, the people that follow us usually are, think all of our snakes are cute and cuddly. Well, there's a whole lot more people that think mice are cute and cuddly. Yeah. So whether they're already dead or not, you know, it's one of those things that I don't, I don't support any type of feeding anything on social media personally, but. And, and that sucks because I agree. I mean, all of us, I don't care who you are. Anyone, when you first got your first snake and the first time you fed it, you thought it was the coolest fucking thing you've ever seen. It's Everyone. super neat. Absolutely. No one ever got a snake fed it and went, eh, whatever, I'll see you next week. Like, no one, it, that's never happened. And, and you want to show it off. because, But the problem is, like you said, there's so many people that it does bother them. And, 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 I, and like I said, at some point, you've got to start thinking about how it looks and how it affects others. And you can't go into it with the mentality and – a lot of our hobby has this mentality because it just has to, tends to be how we are of, I don't care what you think about me. I don't care what you think about this. And mm -hmm. it's not, it's not that you have to I'm trying to figure out a word. It's not that you have to care what they think, but you have to care about what they can do. And that's what right. I'm worried about. I worry about what they can do with what we do. And so, yes, we may have to hide some of the things in our hobby that we know we're not big deals. We know they're not. And we know that they happen and, and nothing's, but publicly, when people see them, they're big deals. Uh, and so we may have to be – people need to be more careful about hiding them. But, of course, as long as someone getting bit on YouTube or someone, you know, a snake attacking a rabbit and it's squealing gets views, that shit will keep happening. And the problem is every time I see someone – I tend to see someone on YouTube post those kinds of videos. I don't think of them as part of our hobby. But then when Brian puts out this video, and I know Brian is part of our hobby, I, I, I have to think, come on, man. I, I get it. But the big negative there outweighs all those positives. And that was the only problem I had with that video. I was like, I'm glad his daughter's fine. And it's really cool that she like held the snake later. And all that's awesome. But I worry about what people will use that video for later on down the road. Right. So that was, that was my soapbox for the week. <laughs> Again, Brian, if you do listen, I don't know if he listens to us, but I love everything he does. Uh, I, I, I'm going to be honest. I used to... He, not, he used to not be my cup of tea, and then I started watching it and realized he's not doing stuff for videos. It's him. That's him. Yeah, he's an awesome, super sincere person. 
Love you, Brian. And so I enjoy watching his videos because I don't feel like he's one of those YouTubers who's doing stuff just for YouTube. Uh, he'd be doing the exact same things if he wasn't holding a camera. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Other video I want to talk about this week, which was just kind of a cool one, uh, was a snake discovery video that came out uh, by uh, Ed and Emily. I was going to say, were you going to say by snake discovery? <laughs> by snake discovery, by Ed and Emily. Uh, it was fun snake facts, how heat pits work. Which was just cool. But I, heat pits are cool. If you own almost any python, it's got heat pits. A uh, handful of boas, they've got them. If you've ever seen, I mean, everybody has seen, I like to think, a National Geographic discovery where they show like a rattlesnake and then they flip over to the infrared camera what the rattlesnake sees with its heat pits. Yeah. Those are always cool. Uh, but they showed how different, like, you know, you look on a rattlesnake or any of your pit vipers, it's the one single pit on either side of the face. Um, and we always think of it as trying to find mice, but it only talks about it. It's also to help see predators. It allows them to find temperature gradients to know where they want to lay and warm their bodies up, cool their bodies down. And then you see the heat pits on pythons and boas are much different. They're on the labial parts, the lips of the snakes. There's tends to be lots of them. Um, if you own a ball python, just take a look at well, next time you boop its snoot, look at the heat pit. Jesus Christ, shut up. No, no, <laughs> no, there's no, no, don't you got? listen to Do not boop a snoot. Don't listen to James. Someone's look. triggered. Wow. Yes, yes, you want to talk about a soapbox? Don't even get me started. Oh, don't get I hate, I hate, yeah. I hate it. Don't, I, I hate it, but I know someone out there is going, I love my danger noodle, and I'm going to boop um, my, my next snoot. I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, but the whole video like on the, on the heat pits, it's a cool thing. Uh, you know, one thing I thought was neat was that she talks about how pit vipers, their heat pits tend to have a membrane. So like if you go past the little opening, there's a membrane kind of like your eardrum and that's what absorbs the heat. Uh, whereas with boas and pythons, when you go inside the heat pit, the membrane actually lines the pits instead of is a, you know, a tympanic membrane. It just lines it all on the sides and that's where it does it. Just kind of a cool evolutionary thing. Um, I enjoy like the evolutionary ideas of how things have split. Uh, boas and pythons are somewhat related, closer than other snakes. So um, they obviously share some common ancestors. I'm talking about green tree pythons, Jake's green tree pythons. Those have big old heat pits on the front of their faces and on their lips. So when I, when I think of pythons with heat, I know you know they have them, but specifically those green tree pythons. Green man, those are yeah, those are intense <laughs> for, for, the, for the record i don't have green tree pythons just saying really? you don't have i figured you no, have, don't have any green trees i figured you'd have some by now no man that's why do you think i why do you think i joke on them so much i don't have any green trees. i just figured at some point well i guess justin's not that good of a friend he didn't give you one yet no he was supposed to last <laughs> year but uh he bailed out on that because he sucks but uh no. he's, not, he's got uh, more babies anyways <laughs> i don't want any of your stupid green snakes <laughs> yeah dumb until <laughs> so, so Justin goes, hey, do you want this? Okay, I'll take it. No, I'm not gonna lie. Like, like full full disclosure, I do want it just like a pair one day, just to have and just breed every couple of years, you know, maybe. But we'll see. I don't want anything crazy though. Just a pair. I can't follow it. I I'm not a locale person in general because that shit just it, it drives me nuts. Locales, and that's all those things are like. I don't know any of that shit. When they, when they talk about this type like, biak or that, I'm like, I don't. I don't know what determining facts make it look this way or that way. So yeah, I was like, it's green. Sure. I, I get that it's green <laughs> and then it starts out either yellow or red. 
And then yeah, well. some, sometimes <laughs> yeah, right. you got green tree pythons, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> and then and then sometimes they're really fucked up and you get the sickness and it turns black. Yep. But yep. that's there about as go. much as I know about green trees. I think that's all anybody needs that, to know. I think that's all you need to know. You We've just became a green tree python breeder, my friend. And Expert. They've got, <laughs> and they've got heat pits. That are super exaggerated. Really cool. cool. Have you watched at least one video on how to care for them on YouTube? Nope. I don't think I have actually. Then you're oh, one wait, step no. away. You're one step away from expert, buddy. I did yep. watch. I you're did watch. Away. I did watch the Bill Stegall video where they went through his collection. Oh, close enough. Close enough. So, James, expert. do you have the Green Tree Python book on your bookshelf, just chilling? No, I don't. I don't. Have any <laughs> I'm like, oh, you're an expert right there. You have the book. <laughs> I don't. I guess I need okay. to get one so I can be an expert. So, so I can, that way, I can comment on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, you can join. You can join. Are you part of G- GTP keepers? No. no. Oh man, Morelia Veritas form. Come on, man. What are you doing? You're supposed to be experts. Blacking. I did get kicked out of a reptile group this week. Are you nice. serious? I did. It was a, it was a Louisiana reptile and amphibian group. And here's the reason I got kicked out. Uh, and then maybe I'll I'll hop on like a small soapbox, like a, a oh, ba- like a like a soap bar. <laughs> but. Uh, so someone posted on there asking if anybody had any bald pythons. Okay. I couldn't resist making a joke because they put bald pythons, not bald, but bald is in no hair. And so my question, my response was, Oh man, sorry. All of mine have fur. I left it at that. It was just a joke. Dude. I would have sent a picture of a scaleless ball python. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay. So a couple of people made, obviously bald jokes, none of us being mean or hateful at this person. It was just, it's there. You got to make the joke. And all of our comments got deleted. And so I commented, I was like, so, I was like, so I guess we're not allowed to have a sense of humor in this group. <laughs> and the person goes, you were a smart ass and not helpful and yada, 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 blah, blah. I was like, whoa, calm down. And like next post, someone makes a comment about bald pythons, a joke. And uh, this person jumps down their throat and he goes, well, no one else had said it. I was like, and then, because she had already deleted them all. And I told the guy, I said, whoa, be careful. You can't have a sense of humor and make jokes in this group. And then I got kicked out. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> what did I get kicked out for? I didn't, <laughs> I made fun of no one. I wasn't an ad. Like, give me time. Let me do something worth getting kicked out. Because I can do something worth getting kicked they out. They were not in the mood. <laughs> but not got, putting up with James shit today. <laughs> no. I make one joke because the person puts bald python and I'm the fucking dead. You would have thought I put a heat rock in there with it. Oh, at least you yeah. were asking if you could bread them. Bread them. <laughs> well, nah. well, really pissed me off was there's a post earlier in the week. One group goes, uh, they're like, I'm coming to town this weekend. What you got? Ugh. Oh, I was like, I, I went off on that person. <laughs> and she's like, you don't have to assume. What if maybe I just forgot to put ball Python in there? I'm like, I'm not assuming anything. I went off of what you put. I was like, that is not how you search for pets. What you got? I hate that post. You see them like, when people message you oh. and say something like that. You're like, oh, hi, how are you? Cool. You're the best. Like, so as soon as your babies hatch, post a picture of them in a general reptile group. I guarantee you'll get a comment back. How much? They haven't even eaten yet. They haven't shed nothing. Probably. How much? I posted my baby Sambo. It's all of them clumped together right after birth. Message right away. Will you wholesale them? <laughs> I'm like, damn, dude. Can they eat first? Nah. <laughs> no. Social media. Fucking crazy. Anyways. And then the last video I had 
was from, and I saw this one last night. It was really cool. It was Rose City Reptiles TX. Uh, I would assume they're in Texas. Uh, but the <laughs> that's title. A good, that's a good guess, buddy. I, I know. I know. I, sometimes I'm on the ball. I got this. You're a witty little fuck, aren't you? <laughs> but it's a top four DIY outdoor reptile enclosures, cheap and fast. Uh, <laughs> that's just uh, no. It, it was it was a really oh, good. It's legit. Oh, it's okay. legit. It was legit and it was good. I know. It seems like it go wrong. It's, it sounded. It sounded a uh, cheap, fast outdoor reptile enclosure, aka escapee in Florida. No, <laughs> the, no those would be escapees in Texas. Remember, we said he's in Texas. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, but no, it was it was really good. What he did was he had several different sizes of you know the big black um uh, like water tub trough things you get like tractor supply yep uh they tend to be like three foot deep or whatever um and he had several sizes and he had built lids for them out of what very easy lids out of wire and two by fours and he put soil and plants on the inside and he was keeping tortoises in them and tegus in them um and just looking at them there's something anybody with a literally a saw and a screwdriver could a drill could figure out how to build them uh, and I thought that was really cool because a lot of people talk about wanting to be able to put their animals outside. They just don't know if they could or how they could. And if you live somewhere where I know it may only be warm enough one month out of the year, but this is a cheap enough thing to build an easy enough thing to build and store for the rest of the year that you could do this and put your reptile outside. If done correctly, put your reptile outside for a month or two months. You know, not all of us, not everybody lives somewhere where they can leave them out year long, but you could get them outside. And they did one with that big, like 55 gallon black, uh, tub, like, uh, like a, Rubbermaid tub from Home Depot, and he built a, a hinge screen door, really easy hinge screen lid on that um, that he was keeping uh, other takeus and stuff in. And so I thought it was cool just because I know a lot of people want to be able to do it. And then everybody always thinks when, oh, man, I would love to have an outdoor enclosure, but, God, it's so expensive. I can't do that. Uh, this is a really cheap way of doing it and effective. Mm-hmm. Um, I And I, I watched it because – I've got to build a new tortoise yard at my new house. And so I'm in the process of doing that, but that's not, it's going to be massive. It won't fit in a tub. It's going to be huge, but outdoor enclosures. Go ahead. My friend, Tony did something like that. He, it was much more expensive, but he did it for his elephant trunk snakes. He has a a pair of adults. And so, yeah, he has like one of those big, like you said, the big trough things, but then he has like a super expensive filter on it. And he, he, when he, goes into a project he goes hard and it's really cool to see what he's doing with those animals um and then he got when he got his female she was actually gravid um and then had babies and i think five of them five i think five were born but then only two or three ended up making it uh but just the how much effort he put into that project is just amazing but it's basically you know kind of like I said, an expensive version of the, you know, the same thing you're yeah. talking about there. And he had so the guy I watched has a good idea. I was looking at the lid. So it's, you know, they're, they're oval shaped tubs and he built a rectangular lid and I'm looking at how he did it. And towards the corners, there's these pieces of two by four coming at angles that go across the edges of the tub. And I realized he explains it the whole reason there. So that if you don't put these there, on the inside, the animal come up, push the wire up above the black tub, and then get out. Mm-hmm. These little pieces of wood keep them from doing that. And I was like, "Oh, that's ingenious." I, I, I would have thought I would have been the idiot trying to think, "Oh man, how can I make this wood oval shaped?" <laughs> 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 
I was like, oh, that's so much easier. You just you make it so they can't get out. And then he you know, either drills holes in the bottom or he screens part of the bottom so that it, when it rains, the water could still run out. And he put some of them up on like a plastic uh, – uh, my brain's not working today – pallets, plastic pallets. Keep them up off the ground a little better also to help that water drain out of the bottom so they don't fill up with water. That's really cool. Um, but it was, it was, it's a really cool video. It's a really cool setup in the way. And he's got tons of them. In the video you'll see, he's just like rows of black tubs. And he's really smart was to talk about looking on like Facebook, on Facebook Marketplace. Because he's found some of these tubs for like $5 or free. Somebody's trying to get them out of their yard on Facebook Marketplace instead of going to buy a brand new one at Tractor Supply. So just some ideas for anybody think about, you know, even if it's a bearded dragon, you want to get your bearded dragon out for a couple of days out of the week or something during the summer. Build one of these, put it in your backyard. Like, you know, your mastics, anything, get them outside. So, thought it was a cool video. Yeah, sure. it was super cool. And economical. And economical. <laughs> e- economical. Yeah. Economical. Cheap. Oh, wow. Nice, nice, yeah. <laughs> what, what we mean is cheap. We are, we are all cheap. Oh. Oh. So, Some more than others, huh, James? I'm, I'm, I'm cheap. <laughs> No, I'm with James. I hate spending yeah. money. Yeah, same. Uh, I'm Honest, honestly, this house, we're about to write a check for over $5,000 to hand over to somebody. Uh, it's, and that's going to hurt a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, remember I remember when I handed four grand cash to somebody for a car, and I it, it pained me to let that go. Well, I, I went to Tinley last year with $1,000 in my pocket, and I'm like, I'm going to leave this with none of that money left in my pocket. That's mm. It's heartbreaking. Like, I get that I'm leaving with stuff I want, and it's going to be great. But the other part of my head's like, but it's money, and you had money. <laughs> you could have just held money. Where is it now? There is no money. Where is it? <laughs> Your wallet is very thin now. It was not thin. So, yeah. yeah, I, yeah I, 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 hear you. I hate spending money. But I, it's, it's weird. I hate spending money, but I like having stuff. <laughs> those, those two don't go hand in hand, and it's very hard to live that way. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, wish, I just wish I had, you know, money to spend. If I had that, then I might, I might spend it some more. But, you know, it's one of those things. I don't have any of that. The whole, reason I have, is. the whole reason I have to breed snakes is so I can sell baby snakes so I have money mm-hmm. to buy stuff. Yeah, for the snakes who I've already yeah. spent all my money on. <laughs> it's a vicious cycle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I didn't get a chance to listen to many podcasts this week. I, uh, like I said, I just, uh, I've been busy. I want to do a shout out to um, the podcast Reptile Talk. Uh, and that's with Jeremy and Rob from Nerd. And they just get so excited about what they're talking about that it pulls you in as a listener. And you almost get like excited with them, especially when Rob, he talked about finding salamanders at some campground thing. If you listen to it, you'll hear his whole story, but he's so amped about it and so excited. I'm just like, man, I wish I got that excited about things like, geez, (laughs) but I I just think it's so awesome to, to hear that enthusiasm. So shout out to that podcast, Reptile Talk. I met Rob at Carpet Fest. Super nice guy. Yeah, yeah, he's super nice. I got I got a cool little reptile bracelet from him. Yeah, yeah, we all did. Don't feel special. You don't <laughs> stop, stop acting like you remember that. I have four in my Jeep. Okay, just shut up. No. Did, did Did you wake up in the morning and have to ask where they came from? No, actually. <laughs> Thank you. I knew exactly where they were on my wrist. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, what was yeah, on but your that's sp- a newer podcast. So yeah. Um, Check that one out. Good information. 
It's going to sound. Brian was on it last, actually. Well, that's cool. This is going to sound bad, Jake, but I haven't had a chance to listen to y'all's this week. What was your only all this week? Uh, we had um, Zach on from I Am Making Art, the photographer on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Zach, uh, his last name is evading me at the moment. What's Let his Instagram look. handle? Uh, I Am Making Art. He's a photographer. Come on, you guys don't follow I Am Making Art on Instagram? I, I think I do. I'm going to look it up right now. I'm about I'm to. I'm pretty sure I do. And I cannot believe you guys don't follow him. He's if it's the person I'm thinking of, it's really good stuff. Yeah. Oh, of course, it's a green tree python. It's the very first picture on his thing. Whatever. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, because he takes oh, wow. a lot of uh, pictures lot of, of dark Josh Roberts stuff. stuff. Yeah. It's an yeah. Orange. There's one people with an orange green tree python. Yeah, no, he's cool. That's awesome. Oh, wow. Great guy. So we had him on. We talked some photography goodies with him because he does really, really awesome stuff. And uh, oh, I've seen some of these yeah. pictures. Yeah, you you know him. Oh yeah, Come I'm on. sure. I'm sure he's seen his oh. stuff. He's <laughs> very, very popular. The picture of the cobra, king cobra, eating a, a scaleless ball python. Yeah, oh yeah. When that first was going through social media, there was. A lot of hoopla. Oh, I found a naked cat on his Instagram. <laughs> it's probably Josh's. <laughs> you, yeah, I'm pretty sure, actually. You and your ball, your ball sack cats. A yeah. lot of people are into ball sack cats, okay? That's, that's what we call um, the, the scaleless ball pythons. We call them scrotum snakes. <laughs> yeah, my I have a scaleless corn snake, and I named it Dick. My roommate calls it Richard, though. She's more proper. That's oh, this, this is a cool one. Is the picture he's got of the glass frogs? Glass frogs are so cool. Yeah. Just being able to see everything pumping and moving inside of them. That's really cool. So yeah, I added them on Instagram. People should add them on Instagram. It's I am making art. Yeah. If, you have, if you haven't added them, it's really awesome reptile pictures. You guys are way behind the ball. I know. What's so yeah, funny? Yeah, I'm like James is now taking it like it's his idea. <laughs> no, it's not my idea. It's, I'm just, I just, I'm, I'm now on the bandwagon. So funny. <laughs> yeah, no, he's great, man. I followed him for a long time. I discovered. I've him actually and, uh, followed him for years. So you guys know um, Adeline Robertson? Yes. Yeah, he he does some work with her on some stuff. I'm gonna go with no, but I'm gonna say yes because it makes you sound cool. Yes, Jesus I'm... Christ, James, who are you? <laughs> I don't float around in the same circles as you. Okay, apparently not. God, I don't float around anywhere. Thank you. <laughs> He's too busy watching YouTube videos. They're not on YouTube. He doesn't I, care. I've been busy watching Netflix and everything else. Netflix and chilling. I, I've been watching Space Force. Space Force. My roommate started watching that. Is that good? I know this is a very random tangent, but <laughs> it's a great tangent. It's it's funny. I mean, it's <laughs> okay. It's, it's Steve Carell, and so it's funny. Because I'm like, either it's going to be great or it's going to be awful. It's both, but that's why it's great. It's both. Okay. <laughs> it's like uh, it's like Hot Rod, you know. It's so bad that it's great. <laughs> but it's got John Malkovich and Steve Carell, so it's pretty good. Steve Carell's funny, so. That's that's our uh, our entertainment take for the week. Watch space, watch space Force. I finished I finished all of Psych. I wa- I rewatched all of Psych and I finished that. Uh, so. Such a good show. Uh, I was so sad when I got to the end again. I was like, oh damn it, again. <laughs> like it's you forget how like okay. So there's certain shows you watch, and when the finale comes around, you're emotionally attached to the show. When it ends, 
And when it ends, you realize I'm never going to get to watch it again. Like it's over. Yep. Nothing new will happen. I've seen everything that's happened. I had to go through that all again with Psych though. When I got to the end, I was like, ah, oh, fuck. It's over again. <laughs> You're going to make fun of me for this, but I was like that for um, gossip girls. Shut up. Go away. <laughs> Fucking white girl, I swear. We already discussed she's a white girl, so it's just. <laughs> There's some uh, things that I'm very stereotypical about. Oh, God. Anyways, so anything else this week that y'all want to discuss that you've seen that made you go, what the fuck? No, I mean, I, I, did say, I did see Justin this week, so that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least you're getting to see him again. I know, I know it had to be sad. Yeah, yeah, I miss his his bearded, beautiful face. <laughs> yeah, I'm like no, this might be going I'm in not, a weird way. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, I, it was I missed it. Yeah, but I'm not gonna lie, it was hot as shit in the last ep- during the last episode because uh, we were in his garage and it's hot here. So um, I was sweating horribly by the end of that show. So I'm not gonna lie, first episode back was kind of a dude. So is that is, is he have a two car garage? Uh, no, that's a one oh. car. Okay, well, he needs to say, screw the garage. And what he needs to do is he needs to build a small air-conditioned room for y'all to shoot your podcast in. Yeah, I mean, he's talking about converting uh, part of the garage to a snake room. So I assume that's that would, would be what we recorded in if he did that. But There's a Sambo guy that uh, I've met on Facebook. He just did that. He, he created a little room in his garage, uh, air-conditioned at all. It's elevated. Um, it's, it's a really cool little room that he built right there in his garage. It's like, that's an, a neat idea. Instead of doing the whole garage where you see some people redo their whole garage into a snake room, they actually built a room in the garage, which was kind of cool. I actually had an idea because I'd been, I've been looking at trying to build a house, uh, here in the next couple of years and throwing around ideas. And what I want to do is actually make a garage and then have a bigger section of the garage and then cut off the back make the back to where it only has a door from the outside. Um, no other door can access it and make that be quarantined like a smaller section, but it's in oh. the same room. So you can quarantine in the same space that you keep, but they're still completely separated. That'd be cool. Yeah. Separate into two, you know, that's not a different, um, like HVAC system too. Otherwise yes. they're just going to be sharing air. And well, yeah, you that's know, that's kind of also true. The small room you just do on a, on like a window, uh, air and heat unit. And then yeah, exactly. It's on its own thing. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I'm running with that. Let's go. I, I'm not going to talk I, about the part that I didn't think about. So <laughs> I saw, I'm excited about, I, I'm just, I'm ready to get into my new house and get my new snake room set up and, and get everything going. I am stealing one thing from April. Uh, April has a mounted on her wall uh, uh, Purell hand sanitizers, like one of those infrared hand sanitizer things. I'm getting one of those. It's nice. Like just so every time you like come in or enter or leave the room, you put your hand under it, get you a little bit of hand sanitizer. Uh, in between snakes that you're cleaning, yeah, and yeah. handling. Yeah, it's yeah. nice to have that because then also when it's there, like hanging up in the room, you use it more because it's there and it's easy. You know, easy access. Well, that's one thing of the whole hobby. Think, when things are easier, we're more likely to, to do them. That's why, like, when I switched over to my newer cages and all my racks, my room stayed way cleaner than it used to. Because I'm not going to lie, way back, I, I used to get overwhelmed. And I've talked about it before. I'd walk in and just look at it and go, oh, fuck, and then walk and turn around and walk right back out. And that's, it's not the, it's obviously not the way to do it. 
Um, but then when I started making things easier on myself, I spent way more time in my room. I cleaned more. I, and so stuff stays way better now. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just, you got to find ways to make things in your room work for you. Uh, but I like the idea of the hand sanitizer. I, I definitely will use it way more if it's there and easy. And on the back of, well, back of the closet door, I hung up, um, oh gosh, what is the company called? Uh, Command Strip. Um, The ones, so they have hangers for water bottles or spray bottles. So I have two of those. One of them has my bleach solution. One of them has my chlorhexidine solution. So they make hangers for water, for spray bottles? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So you can, so yeah, I'll I'll put a picture of that up because it's really great because then I have also, um, they have, I guess it'd be like for like brooms or mops or something where you can hang them up on the wall. But I use that for my hook and for uh, my tongs for feeding. So everything is like right there for me. Okay. I'm stealing all that from you too. It's great. I love it. And I'm also like crazy OCD about organization and the way things look. And if it's too cluttered, it overwhelms me and I can't handle it. Um, so having all that all nice and organized, it makes me happy. <laughs> And that's why everything's labeled and color coordinated in the room. Oh, it's, I'm a little bit crazy. A lot of bit crazy, I guess, actually, but. Yeah, but that's, that, that stuff helps though. Like it's, it's, it, but it's, those are the small things that people don't think of. Like, uh, like a big trash can in your snake room, like getting a big trash can makes cleaning tubs and throwing away. So it makes so much easier. Throwing a trash can. Get it on wheels. Or yeah, you can get it on wheels and around. be super fancy. Uh, I don't have that. I just thought of that right now. I'm like, that would be so nice. <laughs> See, that costs, that costs money, though. We already talked about that part. I know. I know. I know. So much easier, though. That, but then I also went to Harbor Freight, and I ended up buying one of those uh, carts, you know, the like plastic carts, utility carts. That I, I keep, want one of those. I keep all my water jugs on the bottom of it. I keep cleaning supplies on top of it. And in my new room, I'm going to have way more room to move around with it, which I'm excited about. But, <laughs> I just like pictured you like kind of like with a shopping cart, like do 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 around your room with this <laughs> utility cart. It's pretty much what it's gonna be like. Just working my way <laughs> down the wall. He's gonna be whistling Andy Griffith <laughs> the whole time <laughs> with a big old smile on my face. So funny, dude! I'm I'm t- I'm not gonna leave my room. It's gonna be amazing. I, I'm I have a feeling my wife's gonna get upset because I'm gonna have internet and TV, and I I don't have a reason to leave. And it's like all the way on the other end of the house, so I don't have to hear anything going on in the rest of the house. And it's got a futon in it, so I can just chill. Yeah, she's never going to see you. Never going to see me. <laughs> I hate it for her. But, and I'm getting a new rack, and I'm going to get more racks, and then I'm going to get more snakes, and then <laughs> it's going to be great. Yeah. So, sounds like a blast, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, that was all I got. It was a fairly short episode. Yeah. So, I'm so sad it's over. And there's a, as far as I'm aware, there's no updates for any U.S. ARC stuff that I haven't already covered. So I got nothing on that front. Yeah, just everybody keep paying attention. Just go to U.S. ARC, sign up. Oh, are are we still doing the, uh, or did it end? It actually ends now. Oh. And I don't think barely anybody did it. So rude. Do you want to extend it or you just want to end it? Now we can end it. What we're talking about is the, uh, I guess raffle, I guess is what you would call it. Um, if you followed US Arc on Facebook for their alerts or you got on their email list or you became a member, 
uh, that would get you enrolled in this raffle that we have where I will get you a US ARC t-shirt. Uh, and that ends today. So uh, next week we will announce the winners and I'll get your shirt size and all that stuff and uh, get that out to you. Because April's super nice and is going to buy you all a shirt because we already talked about how cheap I am. Yes. <laughs> April, April got a new a couple job. Times now. April got a new job. She got money now. Mm, yeah, so much money. I, I, hope, I hope I'm in that boat soon. I literally just applied for a new position at work today. So Yay! At the same, at, so at the yeah. same place you've been, was it the plantation place? Is that where you're working? Or No, no, I actually work uh, for my county. I work in Stormwater. That's right, that's right. So, yeah, so I just I just applied to be an inspector, and uh, it's a good chunk of a raise. So. Well, good luck. Luck. Yeah, that, I, that, sure, I sure hope. That means you can buy more snakes. <laughs> Fucking Bro, I got it's just don't don't give me away. <laughs> Keep it quiet. You already know. <laughs> so I do want to ask. So, if what are your plans for the next snake? If when you do buy something new, what do you want to get? Who, me? Yeah. Oh man, that's that's a hard question to answer. Um, there's a few things that are okay. Kinda, ball pythons, we got it. You want ball pythons? Yeah. Oh yeah. I really want a scrotum ball python. Um, no, I'm just, um, no man. My list is, um, to be honest, is never ending. But I guess that if if I get a snake anytime soon, it'll either be a female southern scrub. Uh, possibly a tan and bar scrub if I can ever find them. Um, carpet pythons are always in the mix. You never know where I could come across, uh, pop one wise. Um, and then I have been kind of on a, I really want rat snakes. So there's always the chance <laughs> I could come across them and pull the trigger on those. What kind of rat but snake are you? I, to be, to be honest, like if I had it my way, I would find very young, uh, yellow rat snakes from around my area and, uh, keep those. Or if I found somebody that produced yellow rat snakes, that would be pretty cool. Um, and I'm not gonna lie. Justin's got me like in birds a little I about bit. To say, so, uh, is it Justin's fault that you're wanting to get into rat snakes? I, yeah, I, it is kind of his fault. That I'm wanting to get in the rat snakes. I have been on, you know, this, and this is just my doing thinking about, you know, just my, the way my brain works thinking about all kinds of different stuff. I really want to get into more native stuff. I, I would like to have at least a species of most of the uh, native colubrids we have here. Um, so eventually I'd like to get a couple of those to try and do, you know, just small projects, you know, just have well, a pair, if not even just one on display. Do you have to get thing. special licensing for that? Cause they're native or no? Uh, no corn snakes though. I, if, if I remember correctly, I don't think you can keep corn snakes here anymore. I don't know if that actually went through or was in place yet, but I know it was, uh, it was up for discussion. Um, but I believe collecting is being kind of stopped for the most part, um, mm -hmm. in a lot of places, you know, especially here. Um, so I don't really know how that would go, but in which case, yeah, you know, again, I would look for, you know, captive bud stuff. I don't, I really don't like field collecting. I've never done it. Um, I'm a, I try to be as avid as possible when it comes to field herping. Um, I used to do a lot more than I do now, but I've never been much of a collector got it per se but i do really love our native stuff so if i can find some of the things we have around here it would be very cool i like some but, native stuff i i've already got like the one native snake that i really want to own which is a pine snake which was not collected in the wild it was born in captivity um but the one other thing that i'd want that's wild i just couldn't keep alive i'd love a mud snake but the fuckers want to eat amphiumas yeah. 
Yeah, the, those are really, really cool. I've actually had the opportunity to find those. Seeing those in the wild is incredible. Um, yeah, that those yeah, those that is not a captive snake. Um, one thing I actually want to – I would like to try to do one day is try to uh, keep a, a small group of rough green snakes if I could. That'd be cool. Um, yeah, because they are just such neat little snakes. Um, but you could but they, they those. Oh, yeah, and that's what kind of what I was thinking. Get, like, you know, three of them and, like, a nice good-sized exoterra, make it really leafy and naturalistic and all that, and see if you can get them on insects, you know. Um, but I've always loved, I talked about, I think it was the last podcast, the podcast before, uh, decay snakes. Oh yeah. Those are I, cool. I love those little guys just because they're so variable and I, you, you see them everywhere and they mm-hmm. tend to get overlooked. But again, it's another one that they're super small. And so there's certain care for them that I just, I don't think I can do. Just- yeah. Yeah. And for me, like when it comes to the small species, I love ring necks. Ringnecks are, cool. are just so dang Ring necks cool. are really neat, yeah. Yeah, those are definitely not for the uh, captive keeping side. Yeah. But uh, I had one. I tried to get it to eat. I could never get the damn thing to eat. No, man. I'd let it go. They're a very, very squeamish snake. I actually walked in my yard a couple weeks ago. You know, there's a pond back behind my house. and um, Or my trailer, I should say. Yes, I live in a trailer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but uh, I walked back there and started flipping stuff and found two ring necks in two different spots. Man, I was stoked. That's cool. Yeah, they're yeah. a pretty little snake. I didn't realize until a few years ago that they were actually venomous. Really? It's super. I, to be honest, that's news to me. It's from what I understand, it's super mild. I'm like I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they say they also say that about garter snakes. I think it's like along, along the same ways. Yeah, it, to, to me, you know, I guess in my opinion, it's hard to consider that venom. I always consider it more of a bacterial thing, you know. It's so. it, well, and for them, it's yeah, it's it's not so much like a because if you've ever held a ring snake, sometimes they will like drool on you a little bit. Yeah, um, that's it. It's it's in the saliva. It's a it's a little bit of toxic saliva, um, which I guess helps them pair you know paralyze worms and small right. insects. Yeah, um, but I, I didn't know that. That was the, and I was at a show once, and someone was talking to me about it. And I was like, "That can't be true," and I looked it up. I was like, "Oh shit, they are actually." Yeah, technically. I've heard I've heard that about garter snakes. I actually have a buddy, um, a dude I used to do a lot of road cruising with uh, a couple years ago. Um, he was at my house the other week, and uh, he said whenever he gets bit by a uh, garter snake, now he he'll he, he gets a pretty bad irritation in his skin, and it swells a little bit. Hmm. So they there's a couple. Smell awful. Oh yeah, they smell terrible. <laughs> it's like Nerodia for me, man. Ugh. Nerodia musk is God, disgusting. I but I love them so much. I love Nerodia. I've caught I've gotten like so many different species of them and I've only got like a couple I still need to cross off. I I do like broadband. Broadband and water yes. snakes are beautiful. Broadband and you know, my I love diamondback water snakes. <laughs> That's my other one. That's like yeah. they get big. They get the they kill get scales and they get huge. I caught it when I was living in Texas, I caught about a six footer and it was incredible. I saw about a five and a half footer on a golf course at once over here. Yeah. I walked across a bridge and it swam underneath. I was like, Oh damn, that's awesome. I tell you, I was at I stayed at my parents' house last weekend, uh, because they were out of town. I had to wash their cats and uh they've got uh, a pond out front, a little quarter acre pond. And uh, me and my girlfriend were out there taking some pictures of some birds and whatnot. And uh, they have the biggest banded water snake I think I have ever seen hanging around out really? there, man. I'm talking like I have never seen a banded 
maybe over three and a half foot. This sucker was pushing every bit of five. Does it still Easy. have colors? Does it still have the reds? Oh, yeah. Just... She still had some nice reds. It was really hard. To, I tried to get some good pictures of her, but she stayed all up in the bushes. Honestly, I think she was gravid because of just how fat she looked. But, That's what I was thinking when you're describing Yeah. It. No, she, she was big. Um, so that was really cool to see because, like I said, I love Nerodia. See, those but, are all awesome. The ones I can't send are yellow bellies. Yellow belly. What do you mean uh, can't stand? Why? Well, so when I worked at the zoo, I would always have to remove yellow bellies from just like the walkways. Mm-hmm. And, and they, they're all, first off, they're all pissy. Every one of them wants to kill you. They musk on you and that, st- that smell stays on you for days. Don't care oh, how yeah. much scrub. And, <laughs> and visually, there's no redeeming qualities. I'm it's not, not going to lie. I, I, have you seen the red belly water snakes? No, I haven't seen. See, I'm sure that would be awesome. Yeah. These are, these those, are boring those as hell. Are cool. Yeah. Especially when like when broadbands exist and diamondbacks exist. I'm like, let me find those, let them shit all over me and try to bite me. At least they look yeah. cool. At least they're pretty. I'm like, I've got to remove all of these and they all look exactly the same and they all hate me. Yep. So I didn't like them. No, red belly red bellies are cool. They're I, I assume they're kind of the opposite of that. They're more of a like they just have like a solid red belly. It can be kind of orangey, but then they're more like a copper color on top. So that would be pretty. Yeah. You know, these are black with yellowish white bellies. I'm like, so boring for a snake that I'm going to I'm gonna have to smell like you for two days. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I hate it. Oh, one, one thing. Go ahead. I was just going to say, back on Nerodia, uh, one of the coolest Nerodia I've ever seen was a um, salt marsh snake. I want to see one of those. I've never but seen dude, one in person. We, we herped one in Florida, and my God, it was so cool. I've got to get out and go herping more. Me too. I enjoy it. See, you have folks, I don't have anybody to get really go herping with. Like, my wife's like, we should go for a hike. I was like, yeah, I don't want to hike, though. I want to, like, walk off the trail, <laughs> flip stuff, look for things. There's a difference. Oh, I mean, that's technically what I do when I herp. It's mostly, like, I don't really go out looking for snakes. I go out taking pictures with my girlfriend, and while we're out there, I just so happen to find snakes. Uh, so... <laughs> I've got to find friends that have land where they've already laid tin. I watched a video of a guy. I think, he's out, I think he's out of Georgia, but he came to Louisiana and did some herping. And he went with some guys, and they had just shit tons of tin in different places. And every time they flipped it, there were king snakes and rat snakes and ringneck snakes. I'm like, yeah, I need these friends. Yeah. Those are the people I need in my life. I'm like, I know you don't know me, but we need to be friends. And show I me, love you. Show me everything you have. Are we best yeah. friends now? <laughs> Did we just become best friends? <laughs> and, then they're, and then they're like, no, no, we're not. <laughs> oh, there was one thing I, I did talk about. Uh, I, I wanted to bring up that I, I found out this week when I was on with Justin. I think it was this week when I was on Snakes and Stogies. We talked about uh, egg, the difference between ovoviviparous, oviparous, and viviparous. Uh, birthing and snakes. So you get your egg layers. And then the other two are what we kind of consider live birth snakes. Yes. And I've never really thought about, so there's ovoviviparous and there's viviparous. Um, yes. <laughs> so I got to look it up again. Uh, Samboas, I think, are ovoviviparous. Um, and I will explain the difference. Ovovive. This is a hard word to try to spell. <laughs> And you gave me shit about pronouncing stuff. <laughs> look, there's, there's, there's 15 I think O's. That quote was, you sound like one of my high school students trying you, to read something. You mess up. No, no, no. Yeah. You mess up simple words. Stop that. Simple words. <laughs> Stop that. Please. 
Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have to look it up. Talk to well, I'm gonna grab my I'm gonna grab my chips real quick. I'll be right back. <laughs> I, like, what the job. heck, man? Of course you're eating. <laughs> that, that's Justin's job to eat on the podcast. He's all excited about this, brings it up, and then doesn't Just even have anything drops to... the ball. What the heck? I, I, look, you know what? Go to hell. It was a great idea. Me earlier, aren't you supposed to have a podcast? Jesus. <laughs> At least I don't have a guest on mine right now. Look, I've listened to y'all just talk <laughs> shit for like 20 minutes at a time sometimes. Yeah, well, at least, at least we're funny. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Fuck you. Nah. Nah. <laughs> oh, that's, you suck. I don't, you're not my friend anymore. We did not, we did not just become friends. <laughs> But the big difference, so the big difference was, yeah, you have your your egg layers, but like, so my boa constrictors, we consider them live birth. They'll give birth to the babies, and sometimes they'll come out in those little jelly filled sacks, and then they'll break out of them. Um, and you see that with like, I think Copperhead, you'll see that sometimes, maybe. Uh, but they they got a little sack they come out in, and then I realized I didn't realize there were three types. I'd never pay attention that there were three types. The other type is like my samboas. I got to thinking it's true when my samboas give birth, the babies just come out. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a baby come out in a little jelly filled sack like a boa constrictor. And so got to looking and it said like I think rattlesnakes do the same thing. They're just they're just born. Like they hatch inside the mom. I guess they come mm-hmm. out whatever it's like inside the mom and then they come out completely moving around. Whereas again, like with my boas, they tend to come out they come out moving around, but they tend to come out moving around with all this, you know oval around them this this jelly filled sack around them so is one of the differences along with that the ones that are in the sack are there multiple babies that come out at once whereas when it's like the singular no sack it's one baby kind of creeping out at a time no they're still they're still individual oh, okay um they're just they're they're lay the boas lay them individually in these little jello jelly filled casings uh whereas it doesn't happen with the uh like the sambos i thought that's crazy because, you know, like oviviparous is what y'all do. Oviviparous is what your pythons and all, they lay an egg. Um, AKA the cool ones. What? Uh, I, I think of it as like, like the, the jelly sack that you were referring to. I, I tend to think of it as like eggs inside the body. So you have the pythons yeah. that lay the eggs, and then you have some of the boas that have the egg sack, so to speak, inside right. as they're developing. And then you have the ones that don't have that at all. Yeah, and so it's the the viviparous is like a boa constrictor. That's that that sack they come out in, and it's very messy. And and I got to think about it. yeah, when I when I clean up a tub from a samboa breeding, it's not that messy. Yeah, it's a little bit of blood in there from umbilical cords and this and that, but it's not a lot of goo. When I clean up from a boa, it's like a murder scene. I mean, there's goo everywhere. It's <laughs> it's nasty. Yeah, I've seen some pictures. And, oh, uh, yeah, I love it. It's great. I love it, but it's nasty. But then I got to look at it, the ovoviviparous, which is a partial live birth. That's the one where the, the what they what they hatch out of stays inside the mom, and I guess she just you know she reabsorbs it. So I thought that was a cool thing that I, I've had these things I've bred them for years. I just always assumed that you had egg layers, and then you had live birth, like my all of my boas, sand or boa constrictors. But then I realized I guess I didn't do enough research that the you know the boa constrictors and the sand boas are doing two different types of birth, even though it looks very similar. So, what kind? What type of teacher are you again? Yeah, I'm a biology teacher. Fuck you. You know what? I don't yeah. teach that. I was about to say, see what happens when you read, James. <laughs> I read. I read the internet. The internet told me that. I found it. Yeah. Good job. I'm proud of you. I know. Oh, Look, so we, learn, we learn. We learn. We learn new stuff every day. 
Yeah. And now I, I know what ov- ovoviviparous means. I mean, I, I may not be able to spell it on cue, but... You may not know which is which, but... The, look, there's 15 O's in this word and 17 I's. There's three of them, so... There are three of them. I know y'all silly ones like eggs. Fucking egg layers. <laughs> Fucking egg layers. Yeah. Oh, man. So that was... Yeah, that, that came up on snakes and stogies, and they started talking about it, and they started asking me questions. I was like, just, just add me to the to the live stream because it's going to be very hard to type all this out. But then it got me looking and then I learned something new. Yay. And now, and now you've learned, and now you have learned something new. Yay. Thank thank you for (laughs) blessing us with new learnings. James. (laughs) Yes. So that, that's it then. That's all I've got for this week. Then (laughs) I've, I've taught y'all new stuff. You can go forth. Uh, You're smarter now. So. Go on with thy week. I mean, I don't know if I, I don't know if I'd say I'm smarter after the show, but uh, I'll let uh, Oh man! Oh, so. I was glad to have you on, Jake. I've wanted to have you on for a while, but I I was trying to space out like other YouTube people because that that are not YouTube other podcast people because like all my friends are podcast people. It's like I can't can't have all the podcast people on like back to back to back to back. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. That's gonna be yeah, like, this was this, this was actually my first show without Justin alongside me. So you know, what? It's, it's a, little, a little different. Yeah. Normally normally when we've been on shows, it's been as like a team, or Justin's been on a couple solo ones because he's got the Conjo cast and the magazine and whatnot. So he's been on a couple solos, you know, with that, but normally we're invited on as THP. So it's, you know, kind of a, a group thing. No, see, I didn't want to have, I didn't do that. I did that separate with like uh, Eric and Owen. I was like, no, I'm not going to have y'all on together. Yeah. Uh, we had Amanda Rua on. I was like, I don't want Dallas on. I was like, I'll have Dallas on <laughs> later. I was like, I just want yeah. Amanda on. So yeah, I wanted to give you your own show. Justin doesn't need to be here for everything. He's not that important. Okay. Yeah. No. He's Right now, he's probably coming down off a high of putting out his all Condro version of the magazine. Oh God. Don't even get him started on that one. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> You you know he had a boner the whole time he was editing the magazine. <laughs> oh man, he could not sit with his computer on his lap the entire time. I, I, I don't even want to think about him typing up that magazine. <laughs> I certainly wouldn't want to touch his computer. I can tell you that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so yeah, anybody listening? Yeah, yeah go check out uh, Herb Culture magazine. It's a digital magazine. There's an all conjure yeah. version, so you can see a whole magazine full of green snakes. Enjoy. Yeah, I know I give Justin a lot of shit, but I tell you that dude's one of the hard, hardest dude. working guys out there, man. He 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 pushes himself hard, and he he puts out a lot of content, and it's all it's all top notch, grade A stuff. So yeah, he's always doing something. Yeah, he, he's either always doing something or doing nothing, and that's usually when he's at work. Yep. <laughs> that's, so yeah, and off work that, he's still usually doing something. <laughs> Outside of work, he's working really hard. Inside of work, he's watching Netflix. <laughs> Shoot, even when he's at work he's working on other stuff too <laughs> he's working on top of his work sometimes i uh I, i've liked y'all's podcast it was it was probably the third pot well the, the, it's probably the third podcast i really got into I, I first found uh joe on youtube forever ago and then started listening mm-hmm. to him and and got into the, the live chat and got to know him and when i found him then i found npr and then y'all came around shortly after I had gotten kind of gotten into all that. So I started listening to y'all from day one. Uh, nice. And it's, I've really liked y'all's podcast, the two of y'all and, and getting to meet y'all and all was really awesome. And so, 
Yeah, no, definitely. It's always it's always fun actually getting to meet people, you know, that that listen to us. And uh yeah, and we definitely appreciate the support, man. I'm uh definitely glad. It's been a been going at it for nearly two years now, I think, something like that. And uh yeah, it's uh it's definitely been fun. So Right. Do you help find guests or are you just like, Justin, you do all, I'm just going to show up on podcast day. I'm not going to lie. Like I'll be, I'll be totally straight. Justin does do most of the footwork. He normally just tells me who's coming on the show and I'm just the other guy. <laughs> I do. I do occasionally like, I, you know, and I won't even say occasionally. like, I will have like, Hey, let's get this person on. And he's like, okay, hit him up. Like I have hit up people to come on the show. I do have some ideas. But 100%, it's mostly Justin. If it wasn't for Justin, THP wouldn't happen. Yeah, this so, is mostly yeah. James. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just show up. <laughs> April's gotten me some good guests lately. It was nice not to get them. But it, it, it's funny because, like, all the shows seem to be that way. Like, oh, yeah. all, the, all the two-person shows really seem to be that way. Like, there tends to be the person there that kind of runs it all. And then the other person there that helps give, like, is there for the show day. Yeah, and it's because, like, having a podcast is mostly tech stuff. Like, essentially, it's mostly you have, to be, you have to be techie, you know, to do that. And normally, like, in a two-person duo, normally you have one tech guy, and they do essentially all the work. You so are you, are you and, you're saying in every friendship there's one nerd and then one non-nerd is what you're trying to say? Uh, no, actually. <laughs> uh, I would say there's one person that is better at doing something that the other person is so, <laughs> but yes, Justin is the one. Oh, no, it's, it's like we said earlier, there's so many podcasts now and I, I wish I had the time. The, the quarantine has really been the reason I haven't had time to listen to them because I'm not driving anywhere. So I don't, that's the only time I listen. I, I turn them on in the car. You know, if I'm taking a five minute drive to here or there, I don't turn them on. So I don't, but we're not taking any trips. I do a, uh, I said I have that reptile show in a few weeks, so I'll actually get to listen to podcasts as I drive to Conroe. But there you go. it's just, I don't have time. But there's so many of them. And every time I turn around, someone's like, oh, yeah, have you listened to this podcast? I'm like, wait, that's a completely new one that I've got to add to my list of podcasts that I'm not going to listen to because I don't have time. Yeah. No, I, I'm kind of the same way, man. I mean, like, I literally have a five-minute drive to work. And then, like, I have, you know, my coworker in the car with me. And then when I'm traveling, you know, it's, you know, usually my girlfriend or, you know, when it's reptile stuff, it's Justin. So we could then. But to be honest, like, I really don't have that much time to listen to podcasts. You know, I, I do sometimes whatever I get in my snake room, but sometimes I don't even turn on music, nothing. I just get in there, get in the zone, start cleaning. So it's like I'm behind on most all shows, you know. People will come to me like, oh, did you hear what happened on NPR? I'm like, no, I'm all episodes behind actually but you know it's just one of those things i just my problem is i haven't really gotten into our room and like sat and cleaned for because because i'm home so much now i'll go into our room and clean a cage and then leave and then i'll come back later and clean a cage and then leave and so i'm not spending like 20 30 40 minutes on room at a time i'm just Mm -hmm. doing one or two things at a time and then heading back out of the room whereas normally i'd be at work all day and so i have to come home and spend you know 15 20 minutes in there right yeah for me it's just like a couple hours a week and so but i mean podcasts are so long now that it's really only being able to listen to one maybe two podcasts when i'm doing that so yeah i'm severely behind just because like james said there's so many of them now for sure but it's a good problem to have i'm glad to see it happening yeah no absolutely so okay well since 
April hinted at that our podcast is way too long. Let's go ahead and wrap this <laughs> it really one. Wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> that, that subtle drop of <laughs> and it's like, but ours is a long one. <laughs> right. so, oh man. Jake, where if people want to get a hold of you, where can they find you? Uh, well, you can follow me on Facebook or you can like me on Facebook. I guess you can follow me there now too. So follow me on Facebook and Instagram at J-O-B Morelia. If we're not friends on Facebook, if you're like adding me on Facebook, I will probably accept you. So you can find me at Jacob Bratz as my personal profile on Facebook and yeah. Anything else, uh, it'll be the Herpeticulture podcast. You can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, uh, we are also on Facebook and Instagram, all that good stuff. So, awesome. Yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> and then you can find me at Designer Exotics on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And uh, yeah, I guess if you want to friend me, it's April Justine, but. Oh, I'm kind of boring. I just show my naked cats. So, so it's a lot of yeah, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to lie. I saw your name on this Zoom thing, and I was really confused. I was like, "Who is this?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, "Yeah." Like for those that don't know, on on the Zoom meeting, it has my actual last name, which is Helmreich. But on Facebook, because people always mispronounce my last name, I just go by my first and middle name. So your just, last name, not my last name. Your last name looks angry. It, it sounds um, like I feel like I feel like I feel like it's slightly it, it might lean towards being a Nazi and it really doesn't like people. Yeah, it's the ruler like, of helmets. That's what it's translated as. <laughs> I don't I don't know the history behind that, but okay. Yeah, Justine is a way better last name to, to tell the general public. Even like when I get shipments and stuff, they send it to April Justine. It makes me chuckle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so like if you want to. If you want to get a hold of me, uh, you can find me at simply underscore serpents on Instagram or simply serpents on Facebook. I need to post more pictures. I guess now that I have babies and stuff, I can post more pictures. Uh, when you don't have things going on, it's just like the boring part of the year. You're just like, what the fuck do you want me to post? It's going to be in the same snakes over and over again. Yeah. So. I I'm to- I totally agree with that. Like I had a lull recently. I'm like, well, nothing interesting is happening. <laughs> oh God, I had I have babies, and I I just posted like two days ago for the first time in like three weeks. So it's you know I used so to post every day. And, if you get really busy, it, but... oh yeah, it's so. either you're really boring or you're really busy, and so you just don't have time. Oh. Yeah, that's why I'm always impressed by Joe. Joe posts a new picture every day, almost. I know. Well, like, isn't he almost doing reptiles full time now? Yeah, he's got a, lot, a whole lot going yeah, on with that business. So, I mean, if I was doing reptiles full time, I think I'd have I'd snap more pictures too. But yeah, he's got his little bacon lizards. Yeah, he's killing it, man. So, anyways, it like bacon can, lizards. Yes, <laughs> like his gargoyles. His gargoyles. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, you can go follow. If you want, to, you can follow Poor City Pythons on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, and then if you want to follow our podcast is the reptile gumbo podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, it's the reptile gumbo podcast at gmail.com. Uh, I promise I will make a post earlier in the week this week for next week's podcast. So if you, I have like any, you say that every no, week, James, I probably do <laughs> at, at some point it'll be true. You know, I mean, at some point it will happen. <laughs> I mean, technically I guess I could just do it today, but it, I, it, it'll be weird. I just did it yesterday. So I'll probably do it Monday. Okay. Which means Friday. But 
I will try and get that out. If 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 y'all see anything interesting, hear anything interesting other than the woman getting bit by a fucking retic, uh, feel free to shoot it to us, and we'll talk about it. Because if not, then it's just me and April talking about our scrotum cats, and no one wants. Nobody, that. nobody wants to hear you talk about your scrotum. Nobody wants that. <laughs> just, just no. So, give us a shout out. Tell us what what you've seen. What interests you. In simple, like questions, uh, we, we post questions every week on our Facebook. If you have one that you would like people to answer, the masses to answer, all seven people that answer our questions, uh, shoot it to us, and we will post it. So that's all I got. That's it for this week. Thank you, Jake, for coming by. Thanks. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. All Good right. time. Good, Good time. Good time. all. <laughs> Mm-mm-mm-mm. Do dance. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. All right. Thanks, guys. Yeah.